Welcome to Retail Nightmares. I am Jessica, one of the co-ghosts. With me is the other co-ghost, Alicia. Co-ghost. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. And our lovely guest today is Jarrett Evan Sampson, frontman of the band Tough Age. <laughs> sure, yeah. You're a frontman. I'm the frontman. You yeah, stand in front. It's true. I usually stand to the right. I let... Lorenz stand in front. Well, yeah, she's very tall. I'm the right man. I'm the right man of Tough Age. You're so much more than that. You're a playwright. You are an artist. You are funny on Twitter. <laughs> I, don't, I, I do things. You play I, bass really things. well. I, that one I'll back. I'm yeah. good at the bass. <laughs> Better than me. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Oh, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure. <laughs> no, I've been waiting waiting for this bated breath. <laughs> we can tell. Now, let's get to brass tacks here. All right. <laughs> Is Jarrett a made-up name? <laughs> no, my Do they uh, take two names? <clears throat> my my parents John Larroquette and Jared <laughs> to make it into Jarrett. My parents named me after the movie uh Ordinary People. Uh the, their what? last name is Jarrett in that movie. And they named me after the son. It, I've never, still never seen it because I have this thing it's about a good not wanting to see it. But I, the older son dies or something, and the mom can never love the other son. But his name is Conrad Jarrett, and they're going to call me Conrad. And then my mom decided the son she, she didn't never like planned Conrad. to love. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so she didn't like Conrad, so they changed it to the last name Jarrett. But yeah, my my older and younger brother have fairly normal. Well, I guess my Both brother's alive? name is Spencer, so that's not that's not that weird. But yeah, but Jarrett, and it's a uh, a lifetime of no one spelling your name right. Or How do you spell it? it Let me get, take uh, a guess. Sure. G no. E. <laughs> How do you spell Barrette? <laughs> it's a uh, it's it's like a uh, pianist Keith Jarrett. Penis. <laughs> it's hey. spelled P E N I S G A Y. Everything is silent. Uh, J A R R E T T. That my, sounds right. My last name is also my last name is Samson, but everyone thinks it's Samson. <laughs> but there's no P, so it's S A M S O N. So I thought it was Samsung. There you go. <laughs> Heir to the fortune. So I, I would often, as a, a child in school once, I was given an F in the D.A.R.E. program because the cop said that Jared Sampson had never showed up because he didn't know my name. But he gave an A to Gerald Sanderson. Jeez, that's so damaging. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. It's made but you I, the hey, man you are today. Yeah, I got an A in What's drug the- abuse and I still... I'm no addict, so there you go. Oh, yeah, dares when the cop comes in and says, these are what drugs look like. These are why you shouldn't do them. They scare you straight. How did that happen to us? We also had a bunch of AIDS ones. Like, don't get AIDS because AIDS is this. I don't remember them ever talking to me about sex in school once. I think they were just like, have at it. Go for it. Wow. They showed us. They separated the boys and the girls. Boys from the men. Yeah. (laughs) And they showed us a boys to men video. And we were like, ooh, I know about sex now. (laughs) (laughs) No, and they showed us. A VHS that was made by Feminine Hygiene Company, and so it was Ooh. extremely biased. And a lifetime of these may give you cancer. Jeez, oh, don't get me started. Uh, and so, yeah, it was just like a long infomercial we had to watch, basically. And I was like, I guess I know about my body now. 
maybe. But then what did the boys get to see? <laughs> I can't help you because I don't remember second one. The boys just happening. got to play Street Fighter 2. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, and then you Sonic Boom and you're in love. <laughs> and then you Hadouken <laughs> and you got a baby. <laughs> wow. I think that sex ed was largely provided for me through my parents, uh, my mom. Uh, we won't talk about that. And Degrassi Junior High. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Degrassi. It really answered yeah. a lot of questions that we needed answered. Totally. Degrassi All the way with Stephanie. Degrassi K. taught K. me what an abortion was. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I learned. This is your baby. (laughs) That scary woman with the little rubber fetus. So fun. This is your baby. I think about her every time. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Yeah. And then she keeps the baby. Uh, No, that's Spike. Oh, Spike no, it's Erica baby, yeah. gets pregnant. Oh. Spoiler alert to everyone who hasn't seen been, yeah, the original. If you haven't, I watched remember it that scene, but not what character. Yeah, I think it's the same woman protesting, the same old lady protesting every time someone goes to the free a bobo clinic. clinic. It's just a, a women's health clinic too. I don't think it's a that's what all of them are. <laughs> yeah, and it's like shut her down. Is, this is evil. <laughs> It's like, I just want to go to find out what's happening with my cooter. Oh. <laughs> Please. Cooter toots. Cooter toots. To keep staying off topic, I had a wonderfully <laughs> awful, awkward uh, incident once. I, I go to San Diego Comic-Con a lot because I work in comic shops. San Diego Comic-Con, okay. the comic convention. Uh, so Only it's like cool never heard of it. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's the big one, and I get free tickets usually because I work at a store. And so like, I'm a going comic this, book store? Yeah, um, I've worked at comic stores. Oh, yeah, we never... This we'll, is we'll why you're on the show. Yeah. So I go to San Diego, and I, I often... My friend Alex lives just north, so I go with him. And we were trusted with the care of his mom's friend's son, who is a 15-year-old incredibly intelligent son of two Christian psychiatrists. So that kid had a... Whoa. He had a lot going on in his mind, and we were forced to drive him so he could get in line to see a Doctor Who panel, and we had to leave at 4.30 a.m. Oh. So we're in the car. It's about 5 a.m., and we're just in the front seat, so sad to be up, and <laughs> no, we haven't said anything because we're just like waiting for coffee, and the kid goes, what do you guys uh, think about abortion? Oh, great. How old is oh. this kid? Like 14. <laughs> Oh, so we just we went something silent. that's important for a fourteen year old boy yeah. to be thinking about. And it's it's five AM. <laughs> like, um <laughs> women's bodies, man, you gotta let them decide. It's not up to you. And he said, But what if no, <laughs> no. shut it down? <laughs> and he kept going, there'd be silence. But what about no <laughs> no? And that was a twenty minute car ride. It was just cutting off any follow up <laughs> questions about what right we had to decide. Oh, that, that was sounds fun. That's a, a car ride nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> That's my car ride nightmare tied to my retail experience. Wow. Yeah. I I totally forgot about all the conventions that you go to. You just went to Japan, though. I did. I went to Japan with uh, my work as well. And then on my honeymoon, uh, we went after. And uh, I, yeah, I worked. There's only one international comics festival in Japan. And it's just a portion of the floor of a bigger comic convention. So it's all these people selling local stuff. And then there's one little island that's all international and that's i mean everyone else in the world that isn't from japan in there so we went and tabled there and talked about uh the convention that we run or work on with the store that i work at now and uh had some artists over there signing and stuff and it was really great and then we tabled at another thing called design festa that's a really big deal but we uh we weren't i don't think we should have been there no (laughs) one cared about us there they just wanted artisanal 
uh, hats. Oh, there's a lot of jaunty chapeaus. Ooh, I, I saw a jaunty chapeau once made by a, de- a designer somewhere in Canada, and she works at the big craft conventions. And it was like this beautiful small bucket hat, but it was the side was shaped like a, a bird's wing. Whoa! And, but it wasn't ugly. That sounds like something cream and pretty, and I'd never wear it. Someone <laughs> would wear that in the golden age of Hollywood in a yeah. in a mm-hmm. dance montage. Bird hat. <laughs> Bird, bird face. Hey, <laughs> sorry. This is my face. I was born with it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you have a great new haircut. I did. I got my hair cut off. Everybody, look well, at Alicia's nice hair. hair. Thanks. Can you I hear can it? Relay for the for the listener. Nice hair. Swoosh. I'm impartial. Good hair. It's beautiful Thank hair. Yeah. So much body. Mm, your body. hair's got a biker's body. Yeah, it does. It's really got a lot of greasy chains. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jarrett. <laughs> you work in a comic. So I did you work at Lucky Comics here? No, uh, I worked uh, – I guess I don't work there, so I can say. I worked at Golden Age Collectibles, which oh, is yeah. downtown. That's a huge store. Yeah, and it's uh, – as, as you've been regaled with in the past on Granville Street. So you get all the comic book people and you get all the Granville Street people. And I got to work right at the center because it's at Robson Granville of the Olympics. So <laughs> – there was a lot of a lot of agony there. We were also right under the Commodore Ballroom, so oh. you could hear all sound checks from the Commodore Ballroom, and it would shake our uh, entire thing. And then sometimes they would uh, have a burst pipe, and they would just ruin uh, our stuff, and then take months and months to pay us. And it'd be like, "Oh yeah, you ruined a box that had a toy worth a thousand dollars in it." And like, <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get you back. You hear some wow. uh, backstage passes to. Uh... Oh no! Absolutely not. no. <laughs> no, I I would sometimes decide if anyway. I was going to shows of bands I like because I would hear their sound check and go, oh, "That sounds like a boring set list." <laughs> they stay open late too, so you get the the Yo, night. Yeah, we were open until nine. Advantage of a store like that staying open when the drinking crowd and the that scene is going on. Did the, you make money? Oh yeah, that's the uh, golden age. Especially, we had a lot of uh, knickknacks and things like mm-hmm. that that appeal. Especially as quote geek culture gets more and more popular, people would come in and just buy pure garbage for money. So we, <laughs> I, I think I can't remember the actual number, but we crunched it at some point how much money we had made off of selling pizza cutters shaped like the Star Trek Enterprise. Right. And it was enough to buy a car, at least. I like, think we... Just walk in and pay for a car. Doesn't our mutual acquaintance own one of those? I, I'm Yes, I probably gave it to them. Yeah. <laughs> it was also a really bad pizza cutter because I had no guard. I got it because oh, I was no. like free pizza cutter and I kept slicing open my hand oh. on it because I would choke up on the Enterprise. That is how true it. warriors eat pizza. <laughs> It was rough. Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> but so it made sense. And then even, uh, I mean, the store I work at now in Toronto, uh, which I won't tell any stories about so I can say the name. I work at a store out there called The Beguiling, uh, which is the greatest comic book shop. You should all go to it, Beguiling, and, and on Markham Street before it's bulldozed. they have pizza cutters? No pizza cutters. We only sell comics, which is wonderful. Oh, and so none of the figurines and No stuff. figures? No. Someone phoned me. Th- this is the only story I can tell there. Someone phoned me the other week and said, do you have uh, you guys have those Justice League action figures that just came out? And I said, oh, sorry, no, we don't do any uh, any toys or action figures. Yeah, no, but these are the Justice League ones. I said, <laughs> oh, yeah, we just, we just don't sell them. We only sell books. And he went... But you're a comic book store, right? Went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they don't get it. That's, but yeah. It's like you've graduated. 
It's guess. so nice. You're at, you're at like the most refined sense of what a comic book shop should be. It's really lovely, but I I mean I I still I went into Golden Age while I was here, and I just ended up working for three hours for free. <laughs> no. I really like it there. Uh, yeah, I said I've figured out that I'm now at fifty percent of my life working front end retail. Uh, I started working at Rogers when I was sixteen, and I just never stopped working in retail. So. It just it wears you down. It was a. It's the best and the worst. And working in comics, yeah. I had the the same. I've had the same thing as Rob. Uh, Rob Onzik, who was on the show. I've worked at all the worst ones you can do. The Holy Trinity, the trifecta, yeah. the trifecta, comic shop, record store, and uh, video store. And yeah, you just there's that moment as well where you you look. For me, I I go through this through the looking glass on myself like once a month, and I'm like, everyone who likes what I like is a garbage man. Like, maybe I'm a garbage man. Do you mean somebody who's a garbage person? Yeah, just a garbage human. Okay, because yeah. not an actual garbage. No, man. no, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact: only garbage men are buying Thor these days. But then you, at weird. least you know what you're meant to do. Yeah, that's my question yeah, all the time. That, I'm like, what am I meant to be doing? That would be a good sign. But no, instead, I just have the yeah the existential angst of maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm not maybe I'm like these people who I loathe. No, you're a prince. Uh, hopefully prince of the garbage a pepo, man. A, <laughs> may pleppo shine upon you yeah oh. <laughs> <Love> you, <Pleppo. laughs> uh well and also before we get into your more specific retail nightmares i just want to check in with you what the most recent tally is on how many times you've been to disneyland oh <laughs> like this year uh, you don't have a lifetime tally? No, I don't know. I've lost track. Uh, I go to Disneyland a lot. Why? A, it's kind I of really thing. love Disneyland. Which part? <laughs> Just the park. And I don't like Disney movies. Okay. I, I don't have like... Have you seen The Fox and the Hound? I have. I mean, I like... Yeah, that's sad. It's sad. <laughs> it's I really like... sad. I used to listen to the record every day when I was a child and Aww. cry at the end of it yeah. every time. I always... Yeah, and like... do it again the next day. <laughs> There are a lot of them that I'm sure I liked, but then, yeah, I watched Dumbo again recently. My friend was like, you should watch Dumbo again because you are not prepared. And put on Pink it's Floyd. It's messed up. Yeah, no, it's, it's just... It's, it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. It's so sad and it's racist and the and creepy and it's not good. It's like, why was that for children? He Most just, things made before you know. a certain time were definitely racist. I yes. worry that The Fox and the Hound is racist, but I haven't gone back to it in- Yeah. 30 something years. Mm-hmm. So every time I say, the, Oh, the Fox in the Hand was the greatest, I think, wait a second. I don't know if it's the greatest or if it was just the greatest because it was such, I was so committed to that story mm-hmm. about friendship and so friendless. I just, oh, <laughs> I just always remember from the, from the trailer of that. It was always on V. I watched Robin Hood a lot when I was a kid. Oh. I loved Disney's Robin Hood, but avoided being a furry. So thank you, <laughs> life. Um, but there was a trailer for time. Fox and the Hound, and yeah, I just remember the one clip of the dog going, I'm a hound dog! And they <laughs> yeah, play, and it I really is. And I hear that every time, and I, I don't know why. That's one of those things that I just think about <laughs> once every six months. I'm just standing in line at the grocery store, and it goes, I'm a hound dog! Like, what is wrong with me? But yeah, so I don't actually have a huge affinity for Disney except for the parks, uh, and I love only the California one. Okay. Uh, I went to the one in Tokyo because I was curious, and it is insane because there's a park there they made where they were like, what would you do if you could make a park with no budgetary restriction? They're like, we would build this. Cool, you can build that. Whoa. And it's just, it was the only time in my life I've been somewhere where I was like, I don't like sensory overload, just yeah. standing and being like, I don't know what I'm looking at. 
What were you looking at? Uh, like uh, like a, a Venetian gondola sort of area next to a pirate ship, next to uh, like a Turkish villa, next to a Middle Eastern bazaar. And it's too ethnic for me. Yeah, there's... <laughs> It's really weird. But it's in Japan. <laughs> yeah, it's even stranger. What's where you lost me. <laughs> but yeah, but the California one, um, when they built it and just I, mostly the older stuff is what I'm into. Uh, I'm really into the art direction and the care of it because it's like people who are the best at what they were doing operating at that time with so much passion. And they have this stupid cult about it because they're like, Walt Disney was in this park, so we have to keep this park nice. So the park is always amazing. They don't let stuff get run down. Uh, and Do I don't know. Other yeah. parks get run down? Walt Disney World, they'll just throw a tarp over something. And you know, we'll like get to barf? it. Like barf? Like someone barfs? They put <laughs> yeah, a tarp yeah. on it? Like barf, barf tarp? Yeah. I saw someone who barfed <laughs> this last time I was there. Barf tarp. Yeah. yeah. Tail nightmares. <laughs> and someone had, they had put paper over it waiting for them to clean up and then there was also still a, a person standing just shining a flashlight on it Whoa. so that people wouldn't step in and being directing you being watch out you know go around barf tarp barf, barf, tarp. barf indicator that's <laughs> barf what that indicator. person's resume can say yeah i held many positions while i worked at disneyland yeah. including barf, barf. indicator <laughs> uh <laughs> he, he used yeah. the barf tarp hire that guy He's got the goods. I've been one. He's got the goods. He's got the goods. Barf tarp and goods. Barf tarp and goods. And na 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 na. Barf tarp and goods. But the reason I na 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 Barf tarp and good. Are you? Have you been to Disneyland? No, actually, I hate the idea of Disneyland. It, so do I. Always I. Have. As yeah. a child, I really didn't want to go, and it was weird for my parents because they're like, all kids want to go. I'm like, but Mickey's scary. They're like, okay, <laughs> no. we'll we'll get you guys a pool. It was the same price, I think. Mm. Oh, pools are better. I don't like crowds, and yeah, I don't like right. children. But I still love <laughs> Disneyland. But I also, I also, I hate. There's also people, adults who love it in the way I do, where I'm there and they're treating it like the parks for them. Yeah. And I'm there. I'm an adult. This park is not for me. It is for the children. So mm. I want children to have a good time so right. i'm not bossing people there's disneyland gangs people who wear like cut off vests and have a logo on the back really what? and yeah and they will boss people around because they feel they're more in command and i just of i went what? of the park <laughs> i went on a guided <laughs> tour once because i am a dork about the park and you got to go into walt's private apartment but i was wearing my cut off jean vest and then some of the Disneyland punks came on the tour, and so everyone thought I was friends with them. Uh oh! But then they also were like, were saying it like, "Yeah, that guy wishes he was with us. He's not our friend." What a poser! This is, yeah, it's crazy. Like I don't know what to ask about these people. But... They they all just look like me, like like exactly like me, wearing a cut off vest, but they have head tattoos. <gasps> of what? Uh, various things. They're just very Mickey, very tattooed, Minnie. very a nice tight top bun. Uh, and then like back patches of different areas of the park that they love. Weird. Main Street elite. But they're like yeah. like young men. They're they're young men and women who they, live in a, in a in an area that has a long history of gang culture that are are glorifying that over Disneyland, and they're all white as the driven snow. <laughs> so outside <laughs> outside of the. Of Disneyland, their gang means nothing. Yeah, nothing. They just so, they come to the park after, and then work. they apply their temporary tattoos <laughs> of like 
Yeah, and they go on Cinderella. Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters <laughs> together and go, you can't sit in that one. That's this for is us. my seat reserved. I carved in a... <laughs> An anarchy symbol yeah. it, with Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah. This yeah. is our reserve seating for Fantasmic. <laughs> I went one time uh, with some of our mutual acquaintances. and Why won't you tell me the names of your friends? Because then you think I'm going to take your friends? No. I don't need more friends. <laughs> Probably because I'm not friends with them anymore. That's why. Oh, <laughs> but, acquaintance. Yeah. A demotion. Uh, because I was like, you I made me. that demotion. <laughs> <laughs> If you feel like unfriending me, <laughs> and if you get the notion, a second that demotion. Oh yeah, it was probably the end of the friendship started at Disneyland because I was like, I want to go home. This like twelve hours is too long to stay here. Oh, it was. I've, <laughs> I've done. Penny is a kind soul. I've done. I've done eight. Your wife Penny. Midnight. My wife Penny has bared with me for days where my feet. Become so blistered, I've wrapped them to go back the next day. 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. I've done. And every day if I go, maybe I'll go back to the hotel in the afternoon, and then I just stay at the park. What do you do? I walk around. I go on the rides. It must I be really beautiful. I think it's really beautiful. It makes me – I'm a very high-strung, anxious, angry person most of the time. And when I'm there – I. I was explaining to Penny that the saddest part about being there is that I feel like I'm a better human being. Where if someone stepped on my foot in the street, I would be fuming about it in my head for hours. And at Disneyland, someone steps on my foot and I go, oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Hey, I hope you're having a good day. You know, you should try a Dole Whip if you've never had that before. Anyway, see you later. All right. All the best. What's a Dole Whip? Oh, it's like a pineapple whip that they serve outside of the Enchanted Tiki Room and it is delicious. There's a Tiki Room there? Man. There is. It's really boring. Maybe you should take me to Disneyland one time because I didn't have the best time if people come with me they're usually broken on it <laughs> because i i think that if you're f- and friends enough with me that we have traveled to california together and are in the, the park that the joy that i exude is enough to destroy you i'm the all the ghosts of christmas and you are scrooge <laughs> well McDuck, we possibly. did last year we went on tour together to california yeah and you went to disneyland and yeah uh we did it <laughs> yeah our show got canceled in LA and I said I'm going to Disneyland anyways and we went with our friend Liz who was on tour with us and she went for the first time and she had no interest and I broke her she loved it and she also on her first visit to the park got to go to the super elite rich person club club oh, yeah. 33 that I've been to now twice what yeah, the there's fuck a secret are we even club. talking about? I know about. we haven't talked Isn't about it? retail. There's now a this gang. Is... <laughs> hey, a welcome gang. to Disneyland Talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Jared Evan Sampson here with my guests, Alicia and Jessica. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you hi Club 33. So, is not yeah. the only place you can get alcohol in Disneyland? Yeah, the other park serves alcohol, which I also love. There's a second park that's kind of a trash park, but you can buy a beer and walk around like a terrible uncle, mm. uh, which is great because <laughs> I, yeah, opened... I am a terrible uncle. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm just buy a beer, and then I went by myself once and got a beer. And then I went, oh, there's only five minute lineup for Ariel's Undersea Adventure. And then I slammed my beer and went on the ride, and people did not like me because <laughs> I just and then threw it out and then like went on to a ride for children about the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I actually kind of love that that picture that I have in my mind right now. I like the idea of enjoying Disney Disneyland Disneyland at, at that level because. It doesn't have to be just for children, and to to have shared experiences with children like that is great. I'm very I'm excited. My my uh, my sister in law likes Disneyland a lot, and uh, they I have a niece, and she's getting 
oldish enough that she's going to want to go. And I was promised that I could Six go months? the first time. <laughs> Maybe f- four years is when a kid is uh, at the point where I look at them and say, I guess you're a human. We can do things together <laughs> now. Like you, you have independent oh. thoughts. I'm into you now. So it's yeah, mostly coming, about coming food up until then. Yeah. And after then, who are we kidding? Yeah. <laughs> it's still about food. It's still about food for me. Yeah. I like kids and I think that they kind of bring, they bring a unique perspective to a lot of kind of everyday things. And they often point out things that I forget to appreciate. I would, oh, yeah. I would agree with that. My issue with kids is totally because they're scared have of any. me. It's and because so, you don't have any. Oh, but I can never have a good interaction because I'm a giant. For <laughs> people who don't know me, I'm a giant. He's very tall. Uh, I'm very tall and I'm very big. So I'm I, I scare children. They're very scared of me because I'm. Uh, although they all love Shrek, and I have roughly the same <laughs> body type as Shrek, <laughs> but they don't love me. Um, so mostly I get body paint. Yeah, a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> I scare them, so I don't get to have an interaction because most of my interaction with kids is trying not to freak them out. What are you out. doing? I'm just standing up, and I'm very big, and so it's they're scared of me. Growling a lot too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you <laughs> give it another try. I, I break through. They're our, all our, the things that kids like. Uh, maybe except for the huge. Part, yeah. No, they love that. Mm. I I can break them through because our friend Chris Horrific's daughter, I saw them was in town, and she was about three, and she was really happy to see me, and it made me feel really good. Yeah, um, the yeah. first few years with children, there's a lot of uncertainty, and I get to see my friend Marco Shimka a little bit more often. I'm noticing that she's starting to recognize my face, mm. but I don't make any quick movements because <laughs> it's new, and she's you know. And you're still waiting to see if the babies are going to turn out to be demons. Or, yeah. Like they could be evil. Who knows? Everyone. Everyone has a chance. Yeah. Anyways, long, long story short, uh, I don't know, but I. How many been, times do you go a year? I don't say. know, but I've been uh, twice since September. Okay. I went last year. I don't know how many times. And I'm, we're also going in April on tour. <laughs> and then I'll go in July when I go work in San Diego. So. I have a year pass, so I can go anywhere. I wish I, I loved something that much. I know. This that's is, what I'm so intrigued about. Well, this is people say passion. that. People say that. And I often feel kind of bad because people say, like, I wish I loved anything as much as you love Disney. And I'm, I think about it and I'm, I go, I th- there's at least five or six things I love more than I Disney. I mean, I love Jay more than you love Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure. But I say my wife, but I mean, there are actual things I'm, I'm passionate about more passionately than I am about Disney. Yeah, you're obviously more into like, I heard you music. really like those float rooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm scared. I'm scared of those. Yeah, I'm too claustrophobic to do something like Apparently, that. Apparently, they're not at their open water, a lot of them. Really? Oh. Yeah, I just learned that. <clears throat> Maybe then. Maybe that's how I do it. So you're a fascinating guest already. <laughs> I, I do just really Thank wanted you. to bring that up. Yeah, it's people want to know. I'm sorry. Now the world knows. <laughs> I I don't hide it very well. No, there's a song. Our, secrets out. My band Tough Age. There's a song on our last record called New Orleans Square, which is uh, by all accounts, you know, a, oh, it's it's badass song. It was like a, a punker. It's a punk rocker. Yeah, it's punker. not punk. We're not punk at all. But uh, it's it's punk. it's a heart like a heavy song. But it's about taking Penny to Disneyland. And oh. New Orleans Square is the area of the park that the Haunted Mansion is in. Did which you is my propose to her? On- 
No, I wouldn't do that. To her. <laughs> okay. No, no. That would really I, I change prefer- the course of this podcast. <laughs> that would be really yeah. overwhelming. I never would get married or do anything like that at Disneyland. That's sort of like getting engaged on Valentine's Day. It's hey, just- my parents got married on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Comment well, rescinded. Well, it didn't work out. So <laughs> no, most things don't work out, though. No, that's the success of that marriage was you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a successful marriage. I'm, Suck it. I'm giving you a knowing wink. Oh, I felt mm-hmm. it. <laughs> What's the knowing? Uh, He's winking. It's just a wink, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I've been thinking about that because in in fiction and things you read, they always talk about people giving winks. And then yeah. I tried, I was how many times has anyone winked at you someone in life? Someone just winked at me the other night. Some really? people are yeah. winkers. <laughs> but I've never seen someone, it's like to be sly, just go, oh, I think I think we'll see a little bit more of Toby this week. <laughs> and then give a wink to someone to convey. Winks are great. So Jay- did they wink at you to convey an unspoken statement? <laughs> yes, I believe. So. I don't remember the details. I was really tired. But I was like, wow, they just winked at me. And winking's fun. I'm a, I like doing a lot more blatant things like sticking your finger in like your other fingers. That you're that's because you're sewing like, something. A penis in vagina. Sewing. Jay, when Jay that's what that means. Playing. Sewing the sewing seeds of the love. Sewing the seeds of love. Uh, tears for fears. When Jay's playing drums in uh bands like cult babies and other bands that he is in uh it's really fun for him to try and make eye contact with me in the middle of the song and like visibly wink at me and then have me wink back at him but he also sticks out his tongue while he's doing it so it's just really gross (laughs) it started as a joke but now we do it for real and i just hope that no one else is looking at us they are yeah. Okay. So let's get let's get oh, out yeah. of let's get into the taters of it. Man, Disney I got, World. I got so many nightmares in my life. Disneyland World. I've been thinking about this. I've been getting two in my head because I have so many, and I'm like, I can't waste time on that. And so I want <laughs> fast forward because you've already had guests who were to Rogers Video. I thought Comic Shop. It's more interesting than Rogers Video. We only have video. three stores in Canada. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. The Bay I, Rogers Video. <laughs> and I we've got to get someone on. That sold cell phones. I did sell cell phones. <laughs> That's got to be the worst. It, um, I refused to do it. You got commissions off of it, and they would also tie that to whether you got fired. And I just said, I'm not going to do this. I didn't sign up to work at a cell phone store. I don't believe, I don't know anything about this, and I don't believe in it. And I worked there when, yeah, it was the Motorola Razor was the big oh, phone. That, that came was out a good phone. There. Yeah, so we were supposed to push <laughs> that. Didn't work as a razor. I didn't though. do it. But, ah, yeah. push it. The, uh, I worked at <laughs> ding, Rogers. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ah. <laughs> You're so good at singing relevant do, songs do, do, today. Do, 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 do. Commission time. Do, 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 do. You'll be fine. Do, 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 do. You sold no phones. Do, 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 Miss Weird do, do, do. Al over here. You're gonna get fired. <laughs> I instead worked there for seven years and became a manager. Aww. That's what I did. You're like a career a person that's, that enjoys working in retail. It is your your career Love, i like hate. it to a point yeah but i also yeah i hate it do you it. have it's like, like structural issues with your body from standing on your feet all the time oh uh, no i'm pretty good well fuck you then <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry uh probably my knees are bad but that's from high school rugby it's probably not good you when i get, on concrete well, you could fix those knees oh how long ago was yeah. high school uh i'm 32 next month so so like 10 years ago happy uh, birthday 14 yeah oh, a while that was a great wow. joke implied <laughs> <laughs> that he graduated sorry, high school 22 yeah that was good guys i stepped right over it i just Man. went you can't do math i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah rogers i worked at rogers video at a time when only vhs were around and then we got dvds 
And that was the big thing. Here's weird DVDs. And the first new DVD we got was uh, The Art of War with Wesley Snipes. And we all watched it on the one DVD player. (laughs) But uh, I just always remember that because they said, here it is. And Powered that movie is notable. Yeah. Why would they use that as the... The launch title? Yeah. I don't know. And I worked through at Roger Video so long that I worked through DVDs becoming obsolete. And I left. I was still working there occasionally because I got paid so much money. So I would go train people. How much money? Uh, well, for me, I was a manager for a while. So when I quit and went back, I got paid my management salary hourly. So I think I got paid something like 18 or $19. Um, okay. Yeah, and I would just go and train people at the store because I – at the one in Park Royal in West Van because I knew the managers there. Um, That was a pretty good deal. But by the time I left, uh, yeah, it was the – just after the HD DVD Blu-ray battle. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I worked through all these formats and now video stores don't exist anymore really. Yeah, I'm – that one was a weird one as well. I feel uh, – because I worked in West Vancouver, and so I have so many awful rich people stories as well. Old um, old white rich people. Yeah, but the only really notable one that I have to tell because it's the the biggest retail nightmare of my entire life Uh-oh. was when I worked at Rogers, and I was doing a batch, returning movies back into the store. So I'm clearing out the returns bin and opening them up to make sure the discs mm. are in and scanning them back in. So I we rented adult movies, and I opened one. And I felt something. And no, like, no, no. Yeah. This is going where you think it is. So I looked down at my hand, and my hand is covered in a stranger's semen <laughs> because someone had That's ejaculated fresh. into the box and returned it to the store. Could you easily figure out how that person was? Yes. I went to the back and I scalded my hand off. I then also stopped yes, going by Jarrett for a while. Yes, I noticed your hand is quite badly damaged. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped going by Jarrett because I was doing it and I thought this has Jarrett come hand. This hasn't happened <laughs> to Evan. going by that. Yeah, if I go by Evan, Evan never got a stranger's come all over his head except not, by choice. Some of the Evans I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you could track it down. So I tracked it down and put a note on his account that said, when this customer comes in the store, he must speak to Jarrett. So Whoa, he came into oh the store, gosh. and I was brought over, and I just walked over to him, and I went, hi, you're banned from all Rogers videos for the rest of your life. And he went, well, I don't see why. And I just cut him off and said, do you want to talk about why? Because I think you know why. <laughs> do you want to talk about it in front of all these people? And he just went, white as a sheet. And I went, yeah, I'd never come back here. It's flagged in every store. Was that true? No, I, I you you. Tr- I mean, he could have probably gotten around what it. What did the flag look like? Well, just if you transferred <laughs> note, I had made their notes that transferred just across. It, they scanned a card, and it it just said I put like exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, banned, and Jizz. then and then wrote this guy came in a DVD box. <laughs> but what if they meant like you just thought he was really tiny? No, I he, can't. Oh, and he's like just a very tiny person, I, and he came. I explained. I said in box. I I put you know came in a DVD box. It got all over my hand. This man is not allowed to rent here anymore. And I also sent it to head office and said, I'm in the right to ban this guy, right? And they said, yeah, because I I probably could have also. Anyways, that is the worst thing that has ever happened to me in retail. That's one of our worst stories. That's up there with murder story. It's great that you were able to uh, confront To touch someone else's semen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It It was good that I got to confront him. But even then, you know, you always, I'm sure I'm telling it in memory like it was so triumphant. Yeah. I'm sure I was actually shaking. Yeah. You they know, lifted when people, you up onto their shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when people tell you stories and they are talking about an argument they have with someone and 
they're always like, well, then I said to him, I just don't think that it's a good idea if we go there this week. It would make more sense to go next week. And then he said, I don't get why we can't go this week. <laughs> and the other person is always this monster. Yeah. It's clearly blowing up, but you're so calm and collected. So in my memory, I was calm and collected, but I was probably just like, you can't, you, you get out of here. Go. But rightfully so. That's a yeah. normal way to react if you get a stranger's jizz on your hands. Yeah, I'm just saying I w- it wasn't like the end of network. I wasn't inspiring <laughs> everyone to yeah, to run that guy out of town. That's how my uh, dad used to tell every story of every interaction. He would go like this. So I says, blah, 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 normal voice. And then she says, and I was like, no one talks like that. Yeah. Sounds like that though in your head. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But men and women, he would make them sound this little whiny baby voice, and I was like, "It's who are you hanging out with? No one ever speaks like that." That's why you never met them. That's true. Probably he ran with a weird crowd. A weird crowd of baby ghosts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, baby R. ghosts. <laughs> okay, well, you've got some more retail nightmares. Should we do our own and then come back to you? Please, yes. This is the story of how my friend Kerwin made my dog temporarily racist. What? <laughs> yeah, this, this is, I don't want to hear this. I worked at this store. It was the store with the, the owner who did the sit-ups and his testicles showed. Um, and my friend Kerwin's super funny. Everyone that worked there, for the, from what I remember, and for the most part, were really, really cool people. And I really like Kerwin. We're still friends on Facebook. And he... I was allowed to bring my dog Troy into work. To most of my workplaces, actually, in Montreal, <clears throat> the, it were dog-friendly, so it was great. And Kerwin and Troy got along great, and Troy loved to be chased. So Kerwin chased him around this huge store. It was like 3,000 square feet. Whoa. And at first, Troy was really liking it. He's like, oh, man, I love being chased. It's so great that this huge guy is chasing me. And Kerwin is a very, very tall, muscular black man. And then... <laughs> By the end of it, I could see in Troy's eyes that he'd become afraid oh. of the of it. And uh, I was like, oh, hey, hey, Troy, come over here. And he came over here and he was fine. And Kerwin came by and he, everything was fine between them. But then for six months afterwards, every time Troy saw a black man on the street, he got scared. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez. There's uh, a movie. He outgrew when that. he made new black friends. <laughs> that's There's a movie called White Dog that's kind of about that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But it doesn't have a happy ending. So. Oh, I don't want to know <laughs> about no, it. No, it's a really good movie. I just watched it. Uh, it's very good. But that's a real thing, actually. People will train dogs to be racist. Like, racists will train dogs. Kerwin Cur- didn't do it on no, purpose, no, for that's sure. Obviously, why would <laughs> <But> you? But <laughs> it was a very difficult situation mm-hmm. because we lived in a, you know, a pretty black neighborhood. And so... I was constantly apologizing because Troy would get nervous, mm. but then he'd always, he was fine. He'd never growl or, but I was very self-conscious of it and felt very badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultimate white guilt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> my dog is racist. <laughs> oh man. My- and Kerwin, every once in a while, I'll message him on Facebook and, and say, hey, remember that time? And we laugh. <laughs> we laugh. Jarrett, give us another. Can I? Yeah. Can I jump the queue? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Smooth move. I really, I was really remiss because I wanted to talk about all these weirdos that came in to the store because there were so many weirdos. Uh, 
and we I had really kind of probably mean names for them. They weren't super mean, but they were just very descriptive. Mm-hmm. But they were not clever, which I thought was the cleverness of them. So I just call people things like comb over. So there's like comb over and hair lip and cleft lip. Oh and, man, uh, those are terrible. Yeah. And uh, Uncle Scrooge and uh, Granny Gremlin. Uncle Scrooge just really liked Uncle Scrooge comics. So he'd come and go, okay. Do you have any Uncle Scrooge comics? <laughs> would, no, not any new ones. Oh, and then he would leave. Uh, there was Roy Rogers, who was a guy who only liked Roy Rogers comics. So oh. he, at some point, got an inheritance and tried to come in and spend all of it on Roy Rogers comics. And my boss had to interject and like set up a budget with him for what Whoa. he was allowed to spend, which I always thought was really nice that he was like, I'm not going to let him spend all that money here because yeah. he'll be destitute. Um that guy did years later have a stroke, and then I saw him yelling at people in the McDonald's, and he turned around and he yelled at me, and I went, hey! And he looked really wide-eyed, and I went, don't be mean to people. Don't be mean to me. I've helped you buy comics every week for five years. And he looked at me wide-eyed and went, yeah, and like shook his head and then stopped yelling at people. Hmm. So I felt good about that, but I felt bad he had a stroke and was But it destitute. must feel nice to yell at people. Yeah, but positive yell. I was just sort of being like, come on, man. We Was I, he positive I, yelling and you stopped him? No, I know. He was negative yelling. I was Jared yelling to was, try to be positive because he was being mean. And We I, all want more hot mustard sauce. I had <laughs> seen him cumulatively for more hours than probably my mom and dad in that last year. <laughs> That's um, so depressing. I've never yeah. thought about that. <laughs> I've definitely spent more oh, yeah. time with my least favorite customers in the world oh, with, yeah. than with my relatives that I love who are no longer yeah. with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> oh. Anyways, not to step on that horrible realization. <laughs> I'm just but... going to be over here crying. <laughs> I shot my them... pants when I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> of all of them, there was a guy who I nicknamed Vinegar Flex, and he was my favorite person to ever come in the store. I can't even Flex? guess. Vinegar Flex. Was he uh, always F-L-E-C-K? dipping bread into balsamic? Or F-L-E-X. F-L-E-X. Okay. Yeah, because he, no, he came in for about a year a year or two after I started working there. And uh, he would come in and just sort of talk to you very normally. But the first time, especially, he had something in his hand and he was just squeezing it over and over again. Vinegar packet? And then all of a sudden he rolled like you would roll dice. He shook his hand and rolled on the counter five packets of McDonald's vinegar. (gasps) And then he moved them, like organized them back into an order he liked and then picked them back up and just kept squeezing them. And he would roll them approximately every minute or two and he the vinegar as he was squeezing them he was making them open so they would start leaking Uh, and so he smelled very strongly of vinegar and he would roll them and get vinegar on the counter and then i don't understand how he got the name vinegar flex (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know it's very i don't know where i I thought you said that they're quite obvious names (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so yeah vinegar flex was uh so all the people that you're talking about clearly have mental health I think a lot of them, and that's often the thing is like you want to be really as kind as you can, but working in a comic store, you sort of become the world's worst qualified mental health worker where I don't, I I would actually ask my friends who worked in it what I could do if they had a bad episode or something, but I can only do so much because at the same time also, like if if their life jumped the shark. Yeah. (laughs) With hindsight, you can go, oh, I should have treated them kinder but at the time you just look at them and go why are you ruining my day you're <laughs> so difficult and horrible and there's also probably 10 other people there who are just uh, nerdy collectors who yeah. are like i need this right now yeah you have all those people and they're like they don't like the condition of something or they think you've overpriced it or they want to fight with you on something and then there's all the normal people normals coming in saying hey it's like the big bang theory 
hey, it's a Sheldon store. Mm. And be like, you never guys got the it. Sheldon shirt? And I only learned, I've never seen it Oh, wait, it is that the Kaboom shirt? No, he wears uh, the Flash Bazinga. t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, he says that's his line. We had that too. But he mm. wears a shirt for the Flash or Green Lantern or something. That show is Both still on. Yeah. It's, but, the number, so, it's like the number one yeah, show. Yeah, number one show. So it's I was I learned this and good. I wouldn't correct people because that's I, the other thing is in a comic store, especially when you're a big fat guy. I was going Stop so the other me that. way. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going so the other way to be polite to people because they have this idea that you're a jerk and aloof, like comic book guy on The Simpsons. So I would be so polite to people. I just wanted people to have a good experience because I wanted people to like comics. So I would be so polite and I wouldn't correct people. If Do you have a Sheldon shirt? I'd say, oh, yeah, we have them at the back. <laughs> Sheldon and it would just shirt. would be the Flash <laughs> That's t-shirt. really cute. Um, but, yeah, so you have all those people in this mix. And, yeah, you're trying to balance. And half the people with mental illness are also trying to steal half the time. We used to sell individual hockey cards when I started working there. Ooh. And we were blowing them out 75% off. So people would come in and Ooh. go through them. And they would be there for at least three to four hours. But you could not take your eye off them for a second because the minute you looked the other way to a person they stole, the minute they thought you weren't looking, they were putting them into their pants or pocket because they're cards. So you can slide them up their sleeves. Put them so, in your bike spokes. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Super they were instead cool. going to put them in a nine pocket page and hope that they would make a profit in a couple of years, mm. even though we were blowing them out 75% off, which is the other thing. They always think that you're a rube and they're going to take you for a ride, even though this is your job. Yeah. So you probably know. So they would buy do this. You'd have Rubes. to help them. You couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't look away. You'd help them for three and a half hours, and then you'd ring them up. And after the discount, I'd say, "Okay, that's six dollars and forty cents." And they'd always go, "I'll give you four fifty." <laughs> they'd always try to ha- haggle. I'd be like, "No, that's not the price. We're not a bazaar. Like, just give me the price." And then they're like, "You're not a bazinga." <laughs> yeah. No, and then they go, "Oh, I don't want them then." Try to call your bluff, and I go, fine. And they would leave, and I'd, I'd be like, well, we just lost all all the money you paid me to work watching that man. I'm so <laughs> glad we do this. Wow. I remember going into your store a few times just to see if you're working, and uh, it was always so overwhelming. Any store that has so many people working at the same time mm-hmm. just to handle the amount of – for the size of the shop, I was always astounded that there would be – for four to six people working there. Yeah, there's crossover because of our hours being open. You had hours in the middle of the day where there were a lot of people. But they were all busy. They were all, yeah. there was all stuff to do because everyone's got these really specific questions that I'm like, whoa, I need to leave here. Yeah, right and there's now. so many weird things in the comic store because release date is so important. So you get stuff in and they've only in recent years changed it. So they'll ship you stuff on Tuesday instead of Wednesday, which is New Comics Day. And which is great because they wouldn't trust you before. And if you do not have stuff out Wednesday morning, you're losing money. And if you don't have it out, people, if we got a shipment late, people would stand over your shoulder and get in your way and try to take the books before you've checked them off and get mad at you because they just need them. Like they need it right away. They cannot wait a day. They cannot wait an hour. They need to buy Spider-Man. So can you guys think of another industry that's like comic books? Drugs. For collectors, drugs. Yeah, drugs. A drug I can't think of another dispensary? art form that's that's consumed that way. It's very strange. I even find it very strange. Music is a comics. little bit like okay, yeah, yeah, like record, record collecting and yeah, yeah. It, Not there as were much. there was a lot of crossover when I also worked at the at the record store. I would work there one day a week and I would go in 
and then everyone I didn't want to see from the comic store would come in. <laughs> oh, no. I've had that Great. experience when I worked at a yoga store and then I worked at a couple of natural health pharmacies and there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, that would A be lot similar. of overlap, but they wouldn't remember me necessarily and lots of times it was good, really good overlap and really nice to see people and then I would get old clients from the yoga store to come there and visit, which is really nice, but sometimes it was bad customers. <laughs> bad uh, customers and I was like, oh man, it's, there's a real demograph overlap there. Mm. In yoga and natural health, of course. They all yeah. want to poop. <laughs> that's, all, that's all they're in it for. Now, young lady, Swiss miss, <laughs> do you have a retail nightmare story? Well, I I was going to tell one that my friend graciously gave me this week. Ooh, I think that counts. But now I've been reminded oh, yes. of another one. I'm just trying to think. Shall I sing She's got the look, she's got the look, she's got the something, and you know it, don't you know? (laughs) Yeah, okay. You helped me make my decision. I'm going (laughs) to tell my friends. Uh, So my lovely friend, Abby, is sort of in a transitional period right now between jobs. She's actually found a new job. So she's like a permanent job, but she was uh, doing temp work for a while, and she was working doing filing and reception for a guy this week and or I guess it was last week and she got fired because she was three minutes late to the job oh my god she was en route she had already worked there for two days so this must have happened on the Wednesday and she was walking there and she got a call from the temp agency and they said are you on your way there and she's like yeah, it's 9.03. I'll be there in a minute. And the guy from the temp agency was just like, don't go in the building. Don't go in the building. Just go home. Just turn around. We'll find you something else. And so, yeah. So she figured out that the her boss must have phoned the temp agency place at about 9.02. Oh. And then she immediately uh, texted me after it happened. And I was, kept trying to explain to her that she's really dodging a bullet by not having to work for three weeks for this person who apparently... Uh, doesn't know how to send emails and dictates emails to people to send for him. And all he knows how to do on a computer is play solitaire. And that's all he does all day in his office. I think I've probably met a boss like that more than once. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would be a boss like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's pretty good. I know, too. Pack your bags. <laughs> Get out. I, I know how to send an email. I did it today. I swear. Uh, but I just like solitaire. <laughs> But I, yeah, I haven't had a computer that has solitaire on it for a long time. Time to change that, Jess. No, I, <laughs> no games ever. It's a good rule. I don't have games on my phone for a similar reason. Yeah, same. Okay, so Jarrett, you have one more self, or no, I have, you have yeah. one more and then self-help. I have one more I have to get in because if, oh, so many gloss over. <laughs> I didn't tell, but I, there was a guy who came into our store uh, who we had to get a restraining order against Uh-oh. because he would come in and he'd be really loud and his name was... Chance Grandberg, which is a really great name. We found this out because of the restraining order. It's a good name to be your anti, like your your nemesis. Chance. But he he would come in and he kept fighting with my coworker Daniel because Daniel people often tell me looks like Spider Man because he works in a comic store and he's a dressed in a Spider Man costume. Yeah, there, you know, and he's <laughs> all the time and running yeah, around so saying, he's upside down and kissing and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> he's walking the door and he comes down on a rope and he's like, uh. Yeah, and then everyone's like, well, all right. And he's like, why does everyone keep comparing me to Spider-Man? <laughs> I think Chance is on to something. <laughs> but uh, he would come in and, yeah, again, the guy probably clearly had some issues, but 
would come in and be angry, like so mad, and he would yell and yell at people in the store and like bark at customers and things like that. And we tried to ask him to leave, and then eventually we got a restraining order that he wasn't allowed to come in. So after that, he came in one time just already yelling, and he went down to the rack, and he picked a comic book up and was yelling about how he had the right to buy it and just swearing and yelling in the face. And there's this sweet – one of my favorite people in the world, Jim, who works there. He's this sweet man. He's an older gentleman in his 60s, uh, and he would live in that store if he could. Thankfully, he's not allowed. But uh, (laughs) he's so nice, and Jim just went up to him to sort of stand there monitor him and he turned around at Jim and started barking again like in his face and spitting all over him Whoa! and Jim made the admittedly bad decision of trying to take the comic back from him Jim put his hand on the comic and the guy pushed him and threw him into our comics rack that's Spider-Man yeah and his glasses went flying off and his glasses broke but now you know he's really Spider-Man no this isn't Spider-Man this is Uncle Ben this is is, is, yeah Uncle Jim oh shitters (laughs) yeah Spider-Man was at the I think Spider-Man wasn't there at this point so uh, I was there because I was on the other side and I do not believe in violence and I would never hurt someone but I am very large and I when he hurt Jim who yeah one of my favorite human beings in the world I just flipped and I grabbed him and I just shook him back and forth. I had to shake him so I went like bang, bang and hit him in between the graphic novels and the comics and he dropped the comic and then I – he's a big guy but I was adrenaline filled because I'm like, you're Jim. And so I cuffed and collared him. I picked him up by the seat of his pants <gasps> and his collar Whoa. and I carried him like Uncle Phil <laughs> – and I just jazzy jeffed him out the front of the store. <laughs> I ejected him through the store Whoa. by his pants. And then he stood in the street yelling at us, still screaming in the store right in the middle of Granville Street where the buses come down. And his hat had fallen off. And he was yelling at me about how I was a thief and I stole his hat and he was going to get the police down here. So I took his hat and I threw his hat at him in the street and yelled at him and said, there's your hat. And it fell on the street. <laughs> and right as the hat fell on the street... In the most beautiful moment of comic timing, the bus pulled out from the stop <laughs> and just drove directly over his hat. <laughs> and that was a good ending to that. But wow. that was, uh, it's weird how many times I almost, the only time that I actually crossed social of having to physically handle someone, but how often that happened. It's weird. Oh, I feel better having talked about that. <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank quite you. a doozy. Oh. Oh, wow. Brother. I did not know that story. Oh, so Jen. many new stories. There's so many. Oh, God. Yeah, I got hours. <laughs> you can come on again next time you're in Vancouver. Oh, please. Alicia self corner. Send in your questions. Don't take this advice. Alicia self corner. <laughs> we have two people that wrote in. Uh, so the first one is is well a well-written piece of literature from Tyler. Dear Alicia, some garbage person in the building next to mine keeps throwing eggs at my window. I don't know who's doing it or why, but it's making me feel like a real fuddy-duddy. <laughs> also, I have to hang out the window to clean it, which is super dangerous. Can I do anything without starting an all-out neighbor war? Or should I start a war, and how can I win it? My advice to you is to go to the police right away. Just call the non-emergency number, file a complaint, have the police go and visit them, and just start fucking their shit up as quick as possible. Yeah, I would say he says he doesn't want to start a war, but I'd say the war has already begun. Yeah. The yeah. first shot was fired. Yeah, yeah that's definitely not okay. There, he's Especially if you're literally vegan, shelling his that's apartment. That's a hate crime. Yeah, yeah. If you're a vegan, Tyler, which <laughs> I think I've seen pictures of you on Instagram eating eggs, maybe. But <laughs> if, I'm, if I was wrong, if I missaw... <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's not a hate crime that way. I think that there's just like with neighbors and stuff, there's just no negotiating. There's either get like the landlord involved. Mm-hmm. And if in this case, it sounds like it's not in the same building, but that's horrible. It just seems like such a waste of like those animals were probably abused oh. to get those eggs. Oh. It's really gross. And plenty yeah. of egg is horrible. What, what would, why is like, what? Uh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. That's that's like heat death can't come soon enough. We're all terrible. <laughs> yeah. Don't exit your neighbor bad. Pretty I'm sorry, bad. Man, that's so, the worst. Tyler, I know like it's hide your drugs if you do drugs and then call <laughs> call the police. Um, <laughs> oh, that's come my on. favorite piece of advice. <laughs> hide your, hide I'm going to steal that. Call the police. Hide your um, drugs if you do drugs. I'm really sorry that police. sucks because your Weed home is, is a place where you should feel comfortable and at peace. Mm-hmm. So I just think like calling the police is not a bad idea and seeing what you can do because I certainly don't know. But if someone did that to me, I would be real sad. Real sad. But like also... Keep us posted. Are you sure that it's your neighbors? What what if it's a chicken who's like (laughs) trying to come on to you in a very confusing way? Like, I'll give anything to be with you. I'll leave my kids. Look. I don't know. I had a lot of sugar today. Thanks, guys, for buying me treats. The second question is from Mike, and it was addressed to both of us, so we should try and answer this equally. Mm. So you just speak at the same time. Okay. Okay. I often like to go out and try new things, events, activities. I also like to spend a medium amount of time with my parents. But whenever the two things come together, my parents become extremely clingy and constantly demand a running explanation of what's going on. (laughs) It's most often my first time witnessing something as well. Like the last time we took in a sporting event together. I had no clue what was going on or what the calls meant, and neither of us had a good time. Any tips on how to unify adventure and family time? Or are the two not meant to cross paths and family time will have to remain boring old Sunday dinner? Hmm. Thanks from Mike. Maybe a learning-based activity would be fun, like a workshop or like a crafting thing. Or maybe do a thing where you have to be silent. like oh, Or like blind eating. Oh, (laughs) what about like mute eating? (laughs) I guess that's what he's trying to avoid is just boring eating. Uh, Yeah, maybe go go to a monastery where you're silent or uh, that sounds boring. I don't know. Okay, I'll I'll take this one. Um, (laughs) I'm not the self-help person. I tried. Uh. Yeah, maybe try and find something that's better suited for them. Sporting or do a little bit of research beforehand or watch a thing at home on YouTube before you go out. Spending time with your parents is really great, but it can be so stressful. If Um, they, even if they don't use the internet, I'd say show them the Wikipedia page of whatever you're about to do. So say you're going spelunking. Yes. And they're like, what is this, a rock? Have you ever ever jizzed in a DVD player? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not what spelunking is. (laughs) But that's what the DVD was about, right? Hard Spelunker 6. I know what movie it was. It was My Ass is Haunted. Oh, man. So then when David Cross did a comedy bit about that years later, I I went. I didn't know that was a real movie. I I have a better bit about My Ass is Haunted. (laughs) Yeah, just I'd say because that's a brief overview or maybe just tell tell your parents like the Wikipedia version of whatever you're doing. I think that's a good idea. Like I'm sitting here and I'm going to steal that idea. (laughs) (laughs) Wikipedia is great. Everyone should donate to it when they do their donation drives. Have you donated it to it? Uh, Jay does all the time. (laughs) 
when he's had too much coffee or beer, he'll be like, I donated to Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine. You're doing a good thing. He that's so me, great. Yeah, he told me about that today. And then we had, uh, I was here recording with Jay and we drank a lot of coffee and I went to the washroom and came out and he had told me about how he donates to Wikipedia when he drinks a lot of coffee. And I came out and he went, I just donated to this guy. I bought his <laughs> album because I drank so much coffee. I donated to his fund. So you, I saw it in motion. Yeah, our friend got a bunch of stuff stolen while he was on tour, so Jay donated to him. That's terrible. Yeah, it happens a lot. I feel like yeah. I'm def- next time I go on tour, I'm definitely going to get band insurance. I just rent gear from Long and McQuaid, which is easy for me because I just play Telecaster guitar. So I rent one, and then they say, would you like theft protection? It's $4. And I say, Yes, I would. <laughs> and then I don't have to worry about it because if it gets stolen, file a police just report, not it, my gear. Leave it in the street. <laughs> yep, not my gear. Musician tip. Just rent it. Rent it from Long McQuaid. Pay that $4. I can't rent gear because all my settings are very specific no, I know you and can't. all that. But if you can, if you're one of those banjo bands, <laughs> rent a banjo. Also, that's all I have to say to you yeah. if you're a banjo band. All you guys in dumb bands like me, you're lucky. We're just making <laughs> d- dumb music. You can yeah. rent all your trash gear. Dumb age. Am I right? <laughs> you're that's pretty much probably right, yeah. totally a band, though, also. <laughs> so, Puppo of the Week time. Yeah. Jarrett, let's yeah. start with you. I really, I thought I should go... My my papa was sad. Okay, you of. go and then I'll bring it up at the end. Yeah, that's probably I'll good. Bring up the rear. I had to do because I've been I live in Toronto and I've been waiting to come on the show when the show started. Papa of the week. I went. I know who my papa is right away, and it was my cat Mylena, uh, and she was my cat. She I got her originally with my ex. It was my ex's cat who got her in Hamburg when she lived in Hamburg, and she was a German street cat. And the cat she ended up living in Hamburg, Sexy. in Berlin, Frankfurt, Kent, Ohio, Vancouver. Ottawa and Toronto. She was, and we broke up. I kept her, and she was my best friend, my best little friend in the world. I loved her so much. And uh, she died uh, at the end of last year, just when I was in Tokyo. I was away, so I didn't get to be there. And yeah, she was 25, so (laughs) she made a long time. She lived for forever, (laughs) but I was not prepared for it. And the whole time I went, she's going to be my puppo because she's my best friend. She's the best puppo I ever knew. So uh, I have to say Melina is uh, my eternal life's puppo. She was a good puppo. She sounds lovely. I'm sorry for your loss. I had to look after her because Jarrett used to live a couple blocks away from Mm -hmm. me. And when he would go away, I would have to feed her pills and she did not like it. No, Mm -hmm. yeah. She she does sharp she has some she was uh she was so sweet she just wanted to hang out she had to get a lot of pills and then she She, wasn't so sweet she had the best meow too it was like she had gone past the age of meowing she's just like i'm just gonna make squeaking sounds and she'd be like yeah she was like she didn't have it she had a a bit of siamese in her she was a mix oh right meow uh yeah man bad cats my favorite cat favorite friend well she's with pleppo now so pleppo bless her keep her keep her (laughs) In their graces. She's in the uh, puppo of the week in the sky. <laughs> yeah. She's having a moment right now. Yeah. She's looking down. Thank you for sharing your puppo. Yeah. Sorry. I turned your your wonderful <laughs> celebration of cute animals into, no, a, into no. a eulogy. Sometimes puppos no. uh, leave Sometimes this world. pass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alicia, who's your puppo? I have 17 puppos this week. Whoa. Fuck. 
off. Um, Popos, uh, Graham Clark, and Sally Michaels, who came over and painted my apartment with me on Sunday afternoon. That was really nice of them. They're both really good at painting, and I was had taken on it on my own. I did one room on my own, and that was really... I really didn't have the mustard. I told you I would help. <laughs> I was just like, everyone's been so helpful with my move, and it just seems to be dragging on. I want to say thank you to that. I want to say thank you to my ex-boss, Chris Gersh. Uh, he sold the company that we worked for, so and he made sure we all had extended health care for the next three months. Fuck. He paid for it himself out that's, of his pocket. That's Puppo. Well, yeah. yeah, real Puppo meant a lot to me. Because I go, I have to go see naturopaths and like all these people mm-hmm. and do all this stuff and it's really expensive and I would have to put that off. So it meant a lot. So thank, thank you very much for that. You're definite puppo. What about na- nachopaths? Yeah, nachopaths. That's what I mean <laughs> when I say I just go and eat nachos with a really tall lady. No, like why don't you try Havarti this time instead Ooh, of Oh yeah, maybe it's the uh, cheddar. Cheddar. Yeah. That's causing the problem. <laughs> So who are your other 14 puppies? Just like everybody, like the Shumkas are great and you've been so great. And and just people are have a lot of really good friends in my life. And they, when you, I'm feeling a little bit down and then they have all these great people around me. So it's great. Puppo power. Yeah, puppo mm-hmm. power. Who's yours? Uh, I have two puppos. I went to a Tough Age show Ooh. last week. It was a great house show. It was at Thor's Palace which is a house in Vancouver that's been having shows for a long time. And it's named after Thor, who's a puppo, cat puppo, who no longer even lives there, but they still call it Thor's Palace. But I was very happily surprised when I got to the show because there was two dogs there. And they were little – they look like living footstools. (laughs) (laughs) They're so – so luxuriously fluffy and i guess they're like a pekingese maybe shih tzu cross oh nice something like that very very flat faces Mm, but long lovely hair and they seemed older i don't know how old they did seem a little older yeah. yeah they were sort of subdued and just sort of cool with everything that was going on around them and the house started filling up with dozens and dozens of people and they were still cool and they would just go around and get pet by everyone and no one knows their names they belong to the neighbors and when the neighbors go away they'll drop them off at thor's and so i was just petting them and i was having such a good time because you know sometimes it's hard to just stand for four bands and so the dogs were breaking it up and it was great and they didn't i think they were probably at the stage where they're maybe suffering some hearing loss because they weren't at all perturbed by the loud music that was happening yeah we're really loud i was worried about those dogs they weren't around while you were playing oh, it was while the thank quieter God. stuff was happening uh but then i eventually just was like i'm gonna pick up these puppos and just hold them because they they and they didn't even you know when you pick up a dog that you don't know very well they're like what the fuck's going on and yeah but people don't do this they'll flail yeah. a bit yeah it's i would i would do it with a cat before i do it with the mm. dog sexually um no no i don't like it it's not true i don't like that either um but these dogs i picked up one and i it felt just so right i was like oh my god this dog it like it fits in to my arms (laughs) it's perfect and then i was holding it for so long 
that I realized that it probably wanted to go down, even though it wasn't showing any signs that it wanted to go down. So I slowly and gently put it down, and it just went immediately into a sitting position <laughs> and then sat there where I put it for a long time. And I was like, Why well, I later was talking to someone, and they were sitting on the couch, and we were talking for about five minutes, and then we both realized at once that the dog was sleeping under his coat. <laughs> had just come in and was sleeping under his coat beside him and had Aww. been there for probably half an hour. Yeah. They sound like nice dogs. They're the coolest dogs. No one knows their names. They're just calling Not them. Not even the owners? Thing the, one the and thing that two. The house. They don't own them because they, they said they don't ask them. They just take the dogs to the house and take off. They asked them once to to dog sit, and they said okay. And since then, they just leave the dogs there for and their food. Periods. Yeah, I'm, they're well taken care of. They're yeah. not. At first, I was all had my attack up, and and I was yeah. like, "You can't do that." And then I was like, "They're totally happy, very well fed, well groomed." Yeah, it was no indictment of uh, anyone but the owners to be. Hey, take my dogs. I don't care about them. But the people at Thor's were looking after them really well. Yeah, the They're people who dogs. it's like a punk house, but everyone instead of being a punk is a a music school music teacher nerd who's really good at jazz saxophone. Yeah, it's a punk <laughs> house. Jazz where, saxophone. <laughs> that is like four great songs. It's a good song episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this has been Retail Nightmares. It sure has. If people want to find you online, Jarrett. I'm all over the place. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I it's tough age, but it's all me. Raw. <laughs> That's Bra you. From the mouth of, from the mouth of babes. You Jared. for a while had your own personal Twitter, and yeah, then you just up. abandoned that. Just all tough age. Yeah. So yeah, you can find me on Twitter, tough age, uh, or this Facebook page, or at Bandcamp. Yeah. Band. Just you know. Tough Age Band. And you're going there on tour me. soon. We are. We're going on tour uh, all of April. So if you live uh, around the edges of North America, you, you can come see us. Uh, come see us in New Orleans, please. I don't know anyone there. Oh, I do. Oh, there you go. I Send know a cool video game man. I know Sean Penn. Whoa. Whoa. Sean Penn lives in New Orleans. I know Benjamin Button. I know Benjamin Button. He's probably <laughs> a little fetus now. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bean. You know what I realized today? That the same person who I know I talked about Benjamin Button on the I think last about podcast, us so often, but the same person who directed Benjamin Button also directed the game. How does that? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. And Seven, yeah, and Fight Club. Like, how is that the same man? Didn't he also direct the Social Network? Yeah, well, that movie. Ugh, you didn't like that movie? I'm not. That's the movie it. that I was proposed to at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need post. It's not true. Oh. <laughs> it's such a lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just what a career, David Fincher. That's what I have to plug. If you haven't seen the films of David Fincher, check them out. Maybe not Panic Room. That I would... love Panic Room. Yeah, give it a shot. You got to take the highs and the lows together. You know, <laughs> I, I really liked it. It's on theater. But I was like twelve, and I was like, I hate this. <laughs> That's not a movie for a 12-year-old. There exactly. is a 12-year-old in it that almost I dies. Mm. I know. It's, I just love seeing a super, like, kind of a action hero lady. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah. From such movies as Jodie Foster. Explains it all. Explains stuff. <laughs> I explains how to booty clap. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, she's so talented. Uh, maybe, yeah, I shouldn't say it's bad because i haven't seen it since it came out so shame on me um I'm, almost everyone 
A, I only ever see one of one out of every 500 movies that are made, and then I never think about it again until this podcast. Then I'm like, I kind of liked it. <laughs> no one I know like Panic Room. I think I'm the only person. Well, doesn't Jared Leto have uh, cornrows in it? When yes. doesn't Jared Leto? Have cornrows? <laughs> yeah, he has cornrows. Right, he's putting some in right now somewhere in, in Hollywood. Cornrows yeah. is sadly the he's, best. He has it in Jared his pubes, but he he ties in his penis into the cornrows. <laughs> Like just the tip out, so Whoa. it's like it's a penis cozy. <laughs> that sounds like it would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I know what I'm. I, I got my new move. <laughs> it just takes hours. Wow, that can be our new business. We can be artisanal pubed corn rowers. I need something. Yeah, look out, world! Here we come. Small business grant. Here we come. What was I supposed to plug? I don't remember. Jay told me to plug uh, the idea. Of banana salad. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, bye thanks. Bye. Thanks, Jarrett. Bye.